This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now talent. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we try and answer the most common money and investing questions coming from our community. Now, if you've joined us for the first time, a huge welcome. We do strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Now, while we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal circumstances. So any information on this show is for entertainment and education purposes. Any advice is general. But with that said, my name is Bryce and I am joined as always by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here. Excited for this episode. Uh, We are here trying to answer all of the common investing and money questions it's tough because we only do one episode a week and there's a lot of questions. Yeah, we do get them all. We read them all. Yeah. We can't answer them all. Well, we do, we'll do our best. Yeah. I've pitched today in our content meeting that we should do a clear out the mailbag episode to end the year where Bryce and I lock ourselves in a studio and answer every question that we haven't got to and we can't leave until we finish. Bryce shut it down. <laughs> no, but uh, a... I reckon if there was a groundswell of listener support for the Clear the Mailbag episode, uh, we might get it over the line. I, I don't think that will be the case. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> um, but today we have a listener question from Maddie. Let's get into that. You have one new message. Equity Mates team, Maddie here from very rural New South Wales. I just have a quick question about like core and satellite investing and auto investing. So I currently have an auto invest system set up for my core portfolio um, into a few different ETFs. And yeah, just curious, do I just keep doing this forever and save up little bits to then invest into different parts of my satellite um, shares and ETFs? Or is there a point where I eventually say I've got enough of my core on hold and now I start looking more into the satellite side of things? Uh, Any advice would be great. Thanks. Any advice is general, but thank you for that question, Maddie. Do do I do this forever had such a forlorn inflection to it? Yeah, it should be more exciting. Yeah, do I do yeah. This is this all I have to do forever? forever? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Short answer is yes for me. Yeah. I think the starting point is that Core and satellite can sometimes be a little bit confusing because it's more than enough to just have core and do nothing yes, else. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about this last week. Honestly, I can't remember. Bro, we we, we wrote a book about this at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I, maybe it was on, in the conversation with Kate Campbell and we made it very clear that you, you don't need a satellite. Yeah, A satellite is if you're interested more than just having the automated process if you want to take that next little step and invest in some of the 
more flavorful options that are available, but you don't need it to have a fulfilling investment philosophy. So let's split this answer up into two. Let's start by explaining that a little bit more, why just the core can be enough and where it can get you. And then let's talk about uh, introducing satellite and answer the part of Maddie's question around, do I start putting more and more in satellite over time or, or how does that work? Um, because there's a couple of different ways that you can tackle this. And I think, you know, you, you made the point, you've, you gave our disclaimer in the introduction, you made the point that this is general advice. And I think to reinforce that, there's no one right answer to this. It just depends on your time horizon, your investment goals, your risk appetite. And that can sometimes be frustrating for people because they, they want just the one simple answer. But it's money, it's personal. So this is, this is general and that's why it's general. So point number one, why is, one, why is a core enough? As we've said in the book, as we've said on this show plenty of times before, the average return of the stock market over a very long period of time is roughly 8 to 10%. Everyone says 8%, but Let's since... Let's round it up, 10. Well, since 1900, <laughs> the Australian All Ords with dividends reinvested has returned 13.1%. Oh. So I kind of think, and like we did this, we put 8% in the book. Part of me thinks that the investment industry should stand by what it's done. Well, the companies that make up the stock market should stand by what they've done. 13%. 13%. Jeez. Anyway, that compounded over 40 years is more than enough for an incredible return on your money over a long period of time. Yeah. You don't need to do anything more than that. Some of the best investors in the world struggle to do that themselves. Professional fund managers struggle to do that. There is no reason that you need anything more than that return over 40 years. So. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and I think that to, to close that point, you don't need a satellite portfolio to generate that return. Yeah, well, here's some quick maths for you. 50 bucks a week for 40 years at an 8% return gets you $756,000. 100 bucks a week if you can afford it for 40 years at 8% gets you 1.5 million. And that's 8%. I yeah. A bit 13. yeah. Well, then, uh, and I'm just pulling all these numbers from our book, Don't Stress, Just Invest. How many plugs to, for that book can we get in one episode? Um, we, we had a look at, because so many investment books speak in hypotheticals. What would you get if you did this for this long and got this return? But we actually flipped it and did the opposite. What would you have needed to get a million dollars based on historic stock market returns? So... And this is to the end of 2021. If you had started investing 50 years before that, so the start of 1972, $8 a week. And we looked at both the ASX and the S&P 500. So $8 a week for 50 years from 1972 would net you a million dollars today. You'd have a million bucks, yeah. yeah. Maybe you don't want to work for 50 years. Maybe you want to retire earlier. Maybe 40 years is your time horizon. So you start in 1982. In America, the S&P 500, you would have had to invest $27 a week to be a millionaire. In Australia, if you'd invested in the ASX All Lords, $36 a week. So like these numbers aren't insurmountable, I think is the start. It's pretty amazing. $8 a week for 52 weeks for 50 years. Yep. That's a, you're actually only investing $20,000. Is your maths right? Have I got that right? Eight times 52 times 50. Yeah, 20 grand. 20 grand and it compounds to a million. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, and it's lucky it works because we put it in our book. Yeah. It's tough to edit a book. <laughs> but put it this way. So if you back calc that and you say $8 a week invested for 50 years got you a million dollars, what's the like the effective annual rate of return you're getting there? It's about 11 and a quarter percent. Which is well and truly within what the market returns. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing what compounding can do. Far out. That yeah. is amazing. I, I think that's really the starting point is that if all you want to do is have a core portfolio, dollar cost average into your core portfolio, that's enough. Uh, Morgan Housel, who has uh, is a really great finance author over in the States, uh, he made this point that's always stuck with me, which is the number one thing you can do to improve your financial situation is increase your savings rate. Like increasing the amount that you invest um, getting your cash flow right and getting more into the market, especially when you're young, will just have exponentially more benefit than finding the next specky. And that's counterintuitive to a lot of people because it's like finding the next specky could turn a hundred bucks into ten thousand. But like that's why, because over fifty years, your investment of twenty grand can be a million bucks. And nice. so imagine if you had twenty-two grand. Yeah, well, imagine if you did ten bucks grand. a week yeah, rather than. Yeah. 30 grand or 40 grand. Well, actually, let me do that. What if you did 10 bucks a week? Like two and a half million bucks. It's an extra $250,000. Yeah. It's crazy. After 50 years, yeah. yeah. So, it's just like that is the power of compounding. We bang on about it all the time. People are probably sick of us talking about it. But it's like it, it is mind-blowing when you think about it. So, I think to relate this back to Maddie, yes. one one I, I guess my build on, on knowing that and the situation of I've set my automation up is this all I do for the rest of my life? One thing you could do where possible is actually put more in. Yeah. As, as fast as you can, as early as possible. Because we've just done the maths and shown that what that does is, uh, is rather life-changing. Yeah, so I think that's the first part. We said we're going to break the answer up into two parts. The second part of the answer is what if you do want a satellite portfolio? How do you think about that? Uh, let's take a quick break and then get into that. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Welcome back to Get Started Investing. Today, we are answering a question from Maddie, uh, which if we sum it up, it's basically, I've set up my core dollar cost averaging. What next? And the first part of the answer is there doesn't have to be a what next. It can just be double down on what you're doing. You're doing well. Uh, if you've got more that you, you can invest, do it. But what next is live your life. Yeah. But I think, you know, for us, for a lot of people who are, taking the time to listen to this podcast, there's a general interest in finance and seeing if there's better returns out there, learning more about the market. And so this is where the satellite part of your portfolio comes in. The satellite can mean two, it can be two different things. If you don't want to go outside of ETFs, it can be the ETFs that don't make up your core, which are generally more thematic ETFs 
that aren't necessarily tracking a broad-based index. They could be actively managed ETFs, just the ETFs that aren't your classic big, broad, cheap, global index funds. Or it can be your individual stocks. It's where you start having a play with the speckies or even just building up positions in Google or whatever it may be that you're interested in. Yeah, I mean, not to nitpick, but there's heaps of other options as well. Oh, of course. Like yeah. um, crypto. Sure. Unlisted fund managers. Property. Private equity. <laughs> in, um, uh, paintings. Infrastructure. Yeah, sneakers. Art. Yeah, well, that's paintings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, yeah, you're right. If Cash. Next question. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good right now. But I think I think the sense that I get from the equitymates community is that it is, it is mainly what I kind of alluded to, which is thematic the ETFs, thematic ETFs or individual, or individual stocks. stocks. Yeah. And I, I think the call out is that, to your point, that, that's where the interest comes into it. And there's nothing wrong with having a, core, a, a portfolio that is made up of those things. You just, For me, it's just the you've got to be prepared to pay a bit more attention to it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the the key thing when it comes to satellite positions is time horizon. Like the core concept with your core is your time horizon. In theory, should be infinite. Like the the way that an index ETF is set up is that it should just keep on tracking the top performers in a market forevermore. And as those companies change, they get in and out of the index and the time horizon on an index in theory is infinite. Now, it's obviously not infinite because, you know, empires crawl, because empires fall and civilizations crumble and, you know, all of that stuff. But, like, in theory, the index fund is set up to just keep ticking along. When you're talking about thematic investments or individual stocks, your time horizon isn't infinite because thematic investments only make sense until they don't and individual stocks, you know, constantly rising and falling and... I think the stat is since 1950 in the US, 78% of companies have gone bankrupt. So that's a key sort of differentiator. You've got to pay it a bit more attention because of that. Mm. Um, but I guess the, that none of this has actually answered Maddie's question, which is how do you <laughs> think about the satellite portfolio and do you start putting more money into your satellite over time as you can afford more, as you're earning more at your work and you're saving more? My gut is... No, it's a personal choice. But for me, the starting point is the expected returns on your satellite is probably not higher than your core. And again, it's counterintuitive because people will think about their satellite as where they're taking more risky positions. They're investing in things, the hot thing of the moment, lithium, AI, miracle weight loss drugs, whatever the hot thing is going to be next year, investing podcasts from Australia, like whatever everyone is getting excited about that's in your satellite but i think you have to go back to the fact that it's really hard to beat the overall stock market mm. and we've got some stats from the book that illustrate it so s&p global the financial data company um, they track their spiva scorecard spiva scorecard not sure if you say it as a word or an acronym the scorecard looks at the percentage of professional fund managers who beat their index over 10 years in the united states it's nine percent of fund managers beat the index in canada it's 15 percent over 10 years in australia it's 22 percent over 10 years in japan it's 18 percent we've got more data in the book so you, if you want to look more at it you can but it's just that like less than half of professional fund managers are beating their index when you look over a long time horizon 
So for me, that's the starting point. And with that information, when I have more to invest, I'm not putting more in my satellite necessarily because it's like the core is what I expect to be my real, like the engine of wealth generation. It's never, my satellite investments are never at the expense of my core. That's the way I look at it. It's like, I'll never turn off my core for a month because I want to go and invest something in the satellite. Yeah, I've got to have additional surplus funds outside of what I'm doing in my core because to your point, the maths around beating what's going on in the core over the long term is not not yeah. there. So that's how I look at it. Make it really practical. Like uh, you've just bought a house. Uh, I'm looking at buying a house and I'm trying to do the maths on like where I'm going to pull money from to afford a crazy high mortgage. And it's like all my satellite investment is going to go and I'm going to try and cling on to um, maintaining some core investments. I might have to reduce the amount I'm auto-investing, but I just want some in there to keep it ticking over. You know, keep reminding yourself it was just eight bucks a week. Eight bucks. Eight bucks a week. And so, yeah, I I think a lot of people will try and keep a percentage. You know, they might say, I want 70% of my investments in my core and then 30% of my satellite. And as they're earning more and they can invest more, they focus on keeping that percentage the same. So that's probably how I'd approach it with the caveat that if I do buy a house, a lot of my money in the short term will be going towards that. Go on. Yeah. I like what you said, clinging on. That's, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Anyway, Maddie, I hope we've answered your question. If uh, if you'd like more information, but it, firstly, it sounds what you're doing is an awesome way to, to do things. Uh, but there is more info in our book, Don't Stress, Just Invest. Yeah, and I think my closing thought is it's really hard when it comes to finance to know when you're doing enough because like there's this constant need to like you see people who have more who are doing more who are earning more who are spending more on instagram and you're like how do i keep up what you're doing if you've automated a dollar cost averaging into your core portfolio like be confident that you're doing enough be confident that you're setting yourself up love it well uh if you want to understand more about investing eight dollars a week for 50 years and turning into a million as i said it's all in the book four simple steps to get you started uh on the, the process to or to get you started into a core automated portfolio i wonder if we've told anyone that we wrote a book <laughs> i know right far out anyway thanks for the question maddie keep them coming in ask at equitymates.com you can drop us a message and uh and we'll get in touch ren we'll leave it there we'll pick it up next week sounds good You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.